Are you ready for your punishment, slave? I sometimes scream out, no. When really, I mean, yes. Yes, yes! And this is why we have the safe word. Until we hear the safe word, we will not stop. She's not a Christian! Welcome to the show, uh, Boomer Phillips. Jeff Phillips? Call me whatever you like. Call me Jeff. Call me shit Boomer. lips. Shit lips. Yeah, I like that. Shit, shit lips, lips Phillips. Good old shit lips Phillips. Mm. These drinks are great. First of all, you're originally from uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada. You know who else is from there? Why don't we have a little quiz? Oh, I know. All right. I'm going to say, you got to get say people from the Sioux and I have to say people from Hamilton. Well, you're going to use sports people. I don't know any sports I'm not people. I'm going to use sports people. Oh, sorry. I'm not going to use sports people. Okay. Uh, from the Sioux? From the Sioux. Give me your top five. I don't know anybody from the Sioux. Well, come on. I'm going to name some people from Hamilton. Martin Short? No, I name the people from Hamilton. You got to name That's the people easy. from the no Sioux. One knows even know where, people know where Hamilton is. No one knows where the fuck the Sioux is. Come on. There's people from the people, Sioux you should guess. People, but the fact that we're saying the Sioux. Roberta Bondar. Sioux St. Marie. So, okay, Sioux St. Marie. Now some people are going, oh, Sioux St. Marie. And more importantly, no one gives a fuck about that. What's the population there? 80, 70? 75,000. It was 80, I was joking. Growing up. It's 75. You want me to name people and it's dropped. The 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 population drops. drops. Why? Always. Because there's no work there. You can either work. Where do people f- to go to get a better life from Sault Ste. Marie? Like Winnipeg? Anywhere. Regina? Don't know. Sarnia? A lot of my friends came down south, southern Ontario, because there's a lot of work here. Some people went out to Calgary, Vancouver, because Calgary was booming and stuff. Fort McMurray, I'm sure loads of your retard town mates. I don't know anybody, like my friends that went to Fort McMurray, but I'm sure there's people, there's got to be people from this. You go up there, you make a ton of money fast. It's doing what? You got to work on like an oil, oh, just awful. It was like 50 hour weeks, 60 hour weeks? Probably. And then would you just work for three months, make 50 grand? Make as much money. Yeah. They probably make more. And then blow it all on Oxycontins and car wrecks. Yep. So the strippers must make a killing up there. Oh, for sure. Because all those dumb kids with loads of cash, you got a woman that's just beaten by life. Yep. Under those dark lights, she's still raking in 10 grand a week. Absolutely. I'd be... You'd do that. You'd go up there. Oh, I've you got- say you're going on a comedy tour out west, but really you're going to Fort McMurray, Alberta, and just jacking off the old <laughs> the oil riggers for like fifty bucks. <laughs> you got two dish gloves on and like an oral condom. Just made. We made three grand this what? tour. What's the joke? Isn't an oral condom just a mouth? Probably yeah. Let me go. What's an oral condom? I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you put in your What do you put in your mouth? <laughs> My mouth. Oh, you spit all over me. <laughs> I don't uh I just go limp and be and I just eat the same hot dog nineteen times in a row. Jim Carrey, I hear is from Hamilton. Uh no Aldershot. That's close enough though. Rick Campanelli, he's from Hamilton. Yeah, Rick Campanelli, no one knows who Eugene Rick. Levy. People is he? Know, he's from Hamilton. I didn't know Eugene was from Hamilton. Well, see, I'm naming off people. Martin I, Short. Ivan Reitman, he's from Hamilton. Who's Ivan Reitman? Ivan Reitman, he's like a big producer. Meatballs, stripes, ghostbusters. No shit. Yeah, he's the founder of McMaster uh, Film Board. I think that's one of the highest grossing Canadian films of all times. Meatballs. Dave Thomas, he's from Hamilton. Mm -hmm. McMaster alumni. 
Martin Short's in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of people. There's famous people from Hamilton. Yeah, I think the city's going to have a turnaround. Do you think the Sault Ste. Marie will ever no. kind of have to no. <laughs> see its day again? No. Absolutely no. not. Hamilton, yeah. That's the number one place to invest right now. That's weird. I know. I know. My hometown's becoming a hot spot. Dude. People are still going to get knocked out in broad daylight. You know what? I bet you. I think it's the number one place in Canada to get uh, to invest right now. Or Ontario. Please. Let's get back to this. Uh, <laughs> we we're arresting nothing. What? Um, why did you move to Toronto? Why did you leave Sault Ste. Marie? I moved to Toronto because I wanted to. I knew I wanted to work in TV, but I just didn't know what it was. You know, I uh, I applied for college for radio and television broadcasting and couldn't get in, so I took uh, tool and die making just to get out, and I knew if I could just get that diploma and come down here, then maybe I could somehow get into comedy, get in TV and opportunity, yeah, try to make a living. But I also wanted to get on the fire department too. And that helped tool and die. It was like a trade. So that was part of it as well. I knew when I was 17, exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a firefighter and on my days off, I wanted to be a comp, like a comedian slash actor type. Just, I don't I know what it was. Comedic actor. Yeah. Just somebody, I, not even that, just, just work in the entertainment business. I just didn't no, know. What was there some actor or, or uh, comedian that kind of was the catalyst for your career? Who were some of your comedy heroes uh, on television? Growing up watching all like old SNL, you know, right from 75 all the way up to about 90, 95, 96, 97. Uh, Arnold, major, major hero. Uh, Stallone, another hero. Like the amount of stuff that guy did to become famous. Oh, and uh, I can see by the jersey on your wall. Youngblood? Dean Youngblood. That We just put that up because who has a Dean Youngblood jersey? And you know what team that is? Yeah, Hamilton you know, Hus- Oh Yeah. Huskies. Yeah, Hamilton Huskies. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, that was an actual Hamilton hockey team. It was actually. But and what, then the Steelhawks? That, that's true. Hamilton I remember Steelhawks. that. This is, it, this is a, a movie based on that league. The OHL team. And who played Youngblood? Uh, Rob Lowe. Isn't that crazy? I know. You know who else was in that movie? Uh, Patrick Swayze. He was Rob Lowe's lineman. That's lineman. right. Did, was that around the time they made Red Dawn? Yep. Yep. And I think this was a year before Red Dawn. Or Red Dawn was a year before this. But we've had arguments about this before, about Red Dawn. I, I think it's one of the worst films. You, you know what? <laughs> When I was a kid playing guns, Red Dawn was the greatest film. You know, digging, like when they came out of the holes and the Russians were chasing them and they shot them, it was amazing. I went back, watched it, movie doesn't hold up. So you were right. No, they would they would firebomb that school. Uh, another question or another trivia thing about Youngblood. Uh-huh. This actor who went on to become famous in the States as an action star... Uh, it was his first movie, Youngblood. He played the French-Canadian goalie. And one of his lines was, Pick it up once again for the second time! Do you know who that, what actor that was? Uh, Dan DeVito? Nope. Uh, he was French-Canadian guy? Uh, he played a French-Canadian. He, he's not Young French or Canadian. old, I can't picture his face. He's about probably 50 now. Fuck. Maybe younger? I don't know. Was he Canadian or American actor? He was Canadian, but he went on to become famous in the States. From Toronto. Was it Mike Myers? No. He played a goalie. He was a goalie. He was actually a a high school goalie, a real star goaltender. 
And that's why I'm one of the main reasons he got the part. But he became really famous. Uh, I'll give you a hint. If the bus goes under 50, it will blow up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Who is it? I know who it is. <laughs> I know. Do you know he got kicked out of uh, acting school in Toronto? I didn't know that. Are yeah. we talking about the same guy? Yeah. He actually, I, I saw an interview of him when he Point did Break? It. Yeah. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. When he did the Hamlet, like the, the stage play, How he knew he? the whole, he, he's smart. Like he plays dumb in his characters and stuff. The guy's brilliant. He can memorize a script front to back. Like he memorized Hamlet, his lines, everybody's lines. So when they were on set, they're like, oh no, your line's this, your line's that. Like he knows everything. Yeah, I remember having an acting class and somebody was telling me about just how some people's creative process and their work ethic is. And there was a guy, he got, he was brought in as one of the lead actors and they, they were just going to do cold reads on the script. Mm -hmm. And uh, they asked him where his script was. And he goes, uh, I know it. He, he already had it memorized day See, one. That's, that's so he was already starting here. That's a hard, that's like, that's crazy. That's what you need to do though. Yeah. You know, there's only so many people that could go into it and be an arrogant prick and be the asshole and throw the phone at people. You know, like Russell, Russell Crowe, an amazing talent, but he wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like he's such a prick that like, from what I hear, I don't know if it's true or not, mm -hmm. but like, yeah. how does, how do people like that get work? Like there's only so many of the Russell Crowe's other people, if other people were to do that, they'd never work again. Yeah, it's something, but do you think that stuff comes out a little more as people become more? Because I have, we both have some friends that are quite uh, famous, and mm -hmm. uh, some of them are um, are not our friends or, you know, complete cunts. And then there were some really cool people who've kind of come up through the industry and still are solid dudes. I but remember where they came from and stuff. Yeah, it's amazing. You really see people that it, once they, they, their kind of motivation for fame and, Fortune is, is, is kind of evil, yeah. like, I'm going to do it so I can crush it's, fucking... Exactly. It's like, I just want to be famous and powerful, and all the people who treat me like shit, I'm just going to be a dick to them. It's like, yeah. who cares? Just kill everybody with kindness. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like those people who've been bossed around their whole life, like they've been bullied, and now they want to be an authority figure, so they go become cops, and they become dickhead yeah, cops, yeah. you know? Whereas other people... Security guards, any position, a boss, just somebody who's taken advantage of their situation as a payback to society. And I know a I, lot of good cops, like not just bad ones who became, who went in for that authority figure and became total pricks. There's other guys who went in there and like to help people, uh -huh. but that's in every job. I guess like a lot of sociopaths uh, are CEOs of businesses because they have no fear and they have no remorse of, well, I got to let go 3000 people. Yeah. They're called, in the, they're called psychos. That, that's what it is. They're because they don't care. They have no remorse yeah. for it. And yeah. a lot of people become cops and a lot of them become entertainers. There's a ton. Like I, I, I saw an article on Yahoo and it was the top 10 sociopath jobs and it was one CEO of company, but then there was like police, entertainer, like actor, because they go into it. Like you were talking about those people with egos that I just want to become famous and powerful and people look yeah. at me. And those are the guys that lock up teenage girls in their basement. Oh, absolutely. It's a control, it's a control thing because they've had no control over their lives. That's to the other end of the spectrum of sociopaths. There's some sociopaths that don't have the urge to like, oh, I got to go out tonight and kill a hooker and put her in my basement. The other end is like, I want to go out and make $10 million and yes. close down a company and nobody's going to yeah. work and I ain't going to be powerful. You know, there, there's two different types of sociopaths. Yeah, most definitely. You, especially in show business, you run into all oh different God. types of crazy. 
Absolutely. A lot of power. A lot of, like, a lot of people in it just for power. A lot of yeah. great people, too, though. You know, yeah. I met uh, way more nicer people than I have met real mean people. Yeah. You know, and the people that are mean to me, I just kill with kindness anyways. Yeah. I know people who hate my guts, but I go in, I'll buy them a beer. It's like, hey, man, good to meet you. Good to see you again. <laughs> right on. Just kill them with kindness. Who cares? Oh, yeah. You know, when you leave the room, they're going to talk shit about you. They're going to be an asshole. They're going to do whatever. Who cares? Oh, I, I'm probably a, so, a flagship for that kind of stuff. Oh, fuck. Every time you leave the room, I call it. Look at that goof. Oh, yeah. Just a goof. It's jealous. Hmm? Cunt. Absolutely. Lazy. Whiny, but fuck that. What we're talking about today yeah, what are we talking is about how today? to stay focused. Yes, this is my forte. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Every once in a while, I fall off the wagon, you know, and I just need... But you've been very days. consistent, though. I've known you for how long? Because we met through uh, another comic by the name of Dan Dunn. Dan Dunn. Yeah, I remember 97, I moved down here. I went to the Yuck Yucks Amateur Night on Tuesday to watch that weekend because I knew right when I got here I was like okay I gotta break in the scene because I remember watching the uh, Jim Carrey A&E biography yeah and it showed that was the big, yuck yucks. as far as motivation goes that was a big oh. catalyst for my whole career going there it is absolutely I just gotta put my foot in the water and start swimming there's the club like the the club that they have at Young and Eglinton that's not the one where Jim Carrey was I guess but the, the club they had at Young and Eglinton was the one on the A&E biography yeah so going up the street I'm like that's it oh, oh my god yeah it's cool yeah, I remember seeing you there my first night just watching an amateur night and you were just getting on there, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And I saw, I met Dan Dunn there as well. And then Dan Dunn, uh, he used to hang out at the bar around the corner from me. And uh, we- what, what, neighbor, what neighborhood was that? Young and St. Clair. It was just down from uh, Young Dan Island. used to hang out in bars. Oh yeah. Fucking awesome. I remember he was on the other end of the bar, like other side. And he was going, where, and yeah. me and my buddy are like, who is this guy? Yeah. And, you know, we ended up like bumping into each other and having beers. We're like, this guy rules. Next thing you know, there was an old graveyard right behind this bar at Young. It's still there at Young and St. Clair. And oh, the, yeah, the yeah. gravestones are, but it's, it's not the one, it's not Mount Pleasant Cemetery. It's this tiny little cemetery and all the buildings went around it. And the only way to get there is by going out a back door of a bar, one of those buildings, and you're in this old cemetery. And the gravestones are 1850, oh, 18. Man. It's pretty wild. Can you get in there and do pictures or is it got security? You know what? I bet up? you probably could. I know there's a gate up there that you could get in from the street, I remember. Graveyards. You want to dig one of these bodies I want to dig up a body. <laughs> oh, nobody's going to see my me. Shovel. So you meet Dan. You meet Dan at this bar. Did you know he was a comic or? No, no. I remember I was bullshitting him. I'm like, yeah, because all I did was just go to the Yuck Yucks and watch. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get up at the uh, the amateur night. I'm going to go up next Tuesday. And meanwhile, Dan, I guess, been doing the amateur night. Yeah. And he's just yeah. like letting me just talk my tongue. Eh? Oh, like, yeah, just blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 you should do it. And then I go up to Yuck Yucks and he's on. And I'm like, you bastard, you didn't tell me? Ah, yeah, you didn't ask. Yeah. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah, really good. He's one of the funniest people I've ever met. Yeah, Dan Dunn is definitely, a lot of people would, uh, wouldn't argue that. Dan is just so organically hilarious. Yep, and a great guy to boot. 
Yeah, I've seen him booted. He sent me pictures of him. He got his fucking clock cleaned in front oh, of the brass rail. Oh, that sucks. And there's a huge puddle of blood. I saw a picture of that. Oh, man. I'll, I'll attach some of the photos to this uh, to this podcast on my uh, homepage there. But, uh, oh, man, he said that uh, the, there was a garbage man stop standing over him. You could see the garbage man's feet. And there's a piss of blood going out. And it goes into the sewer. It's just a river running oh. out the back of his head. He looks dead. Who hit him? Uh, he was lipping off in front of a bar, and the guy fucking took him outside and rang his bell a bunch of times <laughs> and knocked him out. So you, he told you the story, and you're yeah. like, like, I deserved it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> goes, I, I was shooting my mouth off, and then the guy laid the boots to me. <laughs> he goes, the garbage truck stopped to get out to see if he was alive. He looked dead because it was just a two big rivers oh, going Jesus. right to the sewer. It was like cartoony That's almost. You don't fucking lip off to anybody. You kill everyone with kindness. You know, there's no yeah. need to go fight or. And with all this uh, uh, mixed martial arts trend, you, you can't got a hundred. Fight anymore. No, there's Going like the a hundred and twenty pound kid who will strangle you. Exactly. Growing up in the Sioux, yeah, we'd fight. We didn't know how to fight. We'd just punch each other. We'd wind up. You know, you could read it in last yeah. week's paper, and you would just throw haymakers, and hopefully one of them knocked the other guy out before he knocked you out. Live now, another day. They'll put you in a rear naked choke. They'll put they'll shoulder pop you. They'll tie <laughs> like no way in yeah. front of like. And now everybody has cell phones and stuff. Uh, so not yeah, only yeah. you get knocked out, you're being knocked <laughs> yeah, out by a 20 yeah. year old kid who's 150 pounds choking <laughs> you out while his friends are pissing on your face and they're taping it and uploading it to yeah. the internet. World star hip-hop yeah. <laughs> oh my god there's some great fighting on the internet oh I, it's a dying dying breed it made me sick to my stomach i just googled knockouts on youtube or the internet and some of the people just getting knocked out it's brutal yeah it's, it's the ones that are not only getting beatings but they're unconscious and they're still getting yeah. kicks to the head and stuff. it's so dangerous you, you don't realize how easy it is for someone just to punch someone and the other guy falls oh wrong, hits his head cracks his head dead you're going to jail for murder 25 years one of the bouncers knocked out a homeless guy in front of the young anything club he was in a coma yeah see you but, just fall you people yeah but some people have nothing to lose they're just fucking scumbags that's what i noticed a lot of people so that's why you don't deal with them you don't you don't kill them with kindness. Those people, if they want to fight, yeah, sure, here, whatever. You want 20 bucks? Leave me alone. And if all else, run. <laughs> Just haul ass up the street. Have you had people try and fight you because they think uh, you're a tough guy because of your size and uh, you're looking for something to prove when there, you could give a fuck? There's those people out there. You know what I mean? It, it, regardless of someone's size or... It, there's just dicks out there that want to go out and start a fight. And yeah, I've been on the other end of it before. And I just, no, man, I, yeah, have a good one. I, li I like in, when, in Toronto. Or? Oh, yeah. I like when you walk by and someone gives you like the full up and down and the, they size you up. Yeah, they size you up. So you see them sizing you up and then they look at you and make a point of rolling their eyes and going, Pff. yeah. And it's like, all right, have a good one, man. Like, what do you say to that? Yeah, I, you're talking to the retarded. There's two things that could happen in a fight. It's either you knock him out or he knocks you out. Either way, big fucking deal. The risk to reward ratio, it, it makes no sense. Like, I'm not going to get off by knocking someone out. I don't care. No. You know? You, you get a tooth in the knuckle, your hand swells, you get tetanus or what is it? Well, when you get infection from a, 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 the, um, oh, yeah, the like, bacteria on the tooth and then my buddy's hands would swell up. And I'm like, People have lost arms from that, like yeah. staph infections and all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's sick. Broke and I had uh, broke my hand at a uh, gas station. Had two screws in here for like four day, uh, four weeks, and then they pulled them out with no anesthetic. It was fucking horrible. Yeah, you don't want to deal with that shit. <clears throat> and I don't know how people they do this in uh, with no health care. Yeah, 
those, those, that's fucking craziness. Down in the States? You break a wrist to 10 grand, oh. fucking hand, broken nose. Just at least get insurance. Just pay the money. Uh, well, but yeah. So Dan, uh, Dan, he started doing yuck yucks. And then we had met, I think we ran into each other on Queen Street. Yeah, I ran on Queen Street with Dan one day in the summer. That's right. And then uh, I ran into you, I think, with my Comedy Now money from 2001. Yes, again. I got braces and uh, I got a gym membership. Yes, you did. I remember I saw you out, I saw you at the uh, Bally's. I just started working out there and you were working out there with another buddy. And I was like, hey, man, fucking you still doing stand up? Yep. Oh, and then you said, uh, I'm like, yeah, I want to get into stand up. And you said, hey, uh, teach me how to work out and I'll get you into the comedy scene and show you the rooms and stuff. And so, yeah, and we just started working out every day and you brought me out to rooms and introduced me to the the comedy community because it is a, a hard community to break into. Like if you're just yeah. a random guy off the street, not having anybody to vouch for you it is my very much a kind of bermuda triangle of, of characters and in uh, in um uh, clicks and, and yeah. bullshit so but I you, just, you've, you just create your own just be nice shit. to everyone you know <laughs> <laughs> that's it just kill everybody with kindness but don't curse click them. no don't talk shit about them give them positivity i i notice a lot of people in this business are very uh like envious of other people's success like, not yeah, my yeah. success, because I don't have any success. But, like, when they see, oh, he got a comedy now. Pff, that's bullshit. Oh, yeah. It's like, you don't realize. It's like, They're no. not talking about you. Yeah, it's like, you need to just be happy for everybody else's success. If you're happy about their success, then good success will come to you. And if your friend, who's your buddy, if you're getting mad and upset and envious and jealous that your best friend or your buddy booked a pilot or booked a show somewhere, don't get mad. Be happy for him because maybe he'll take you and it'll create that team effect. Or you go into an audition, he's sitting there and goes, hey, how you doing, John? Oh, this guy's great. Yes. You know, oh, like, can you read for the part anyway? But, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's happened. Absolutely. Do you totally. look at all the major successes lately, the ones that made it themselves, like the John Favreau, Vince Vaughn, they made Swingers. They created a team, you know, and those two went on and they made a bunch of movies made. And now look at him. He's doing Iron, Iron Man. Man. Like, yeah, <laughs> the guy's Hollywood. You look That's at crazy. The Wilson brothers. They, they made their own thing and they always keep their same old, like uh, they keep their same buddies. Team Sandler from NYU. Oh, uh, it's all his buddies. Fairly Brothers. Fairly Brothers. There's another one. Even what, what, a, what a great, I love to work with Fairly Brothers. Oh. That'd be a cool me and you cast in a Fairly Brothers movie. That would never happen. But be <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. Today we're talking about dreams and goals and I should never say that would never happen. The odds I've, of it happening. I've are, already... Uh, gone way over what I expected to achieve in this business. So I'm not surprised about anything that's coming that's th this way. You know what? Whatever you want in life, I've noticed. I, I follow, like, I'm not successful by any means. Like what society would say successful. But I'm, I have two jobs that it took me a long time to get and I love them. So every day I, I go into work, it's not like actually I'm going to work because I do these jobs for free. And when you do a job you love to do, and when you do a job that you do for free, you'll never work a day in your life. So when I go to work at the fire department, I love going in. When I get to go book a, like if I lock out and book a commercial or a, a little shitty TV show or something, 
I love it because it's the opposite I'm, of being a crack whore. Yes, pretty much. But I, I just follow what successful people say. You know, you don't don't follow the the negative people in your life. Don't follow the people who tell you, oh, you'll never do it, or don't tell you the people who are doing the exact same thing you're doing, but telling you how to live your life. Like, why would I listen to somebody who's not successful? Listen to the people who've done it. You know, listen to like the I I listen to my heroes. I listen to Schwarzenegger. I listen to Stallone. I listen to who's uh, who's gonna take financial advice from a homeless guy exactly same idea that's the thing like steve jobs listen to him you go listen to a steve jobs youtube video it's the most some of the most inspiring things i've ever heard in my life yeah there, there's a uh, these kind of uh forward-thinking mega successful characters they uh they, they really cut right. through they cut through the bullshit they knew exactly, look, these successful people don't become successful by accident. They know exactly what they want out of life. They have a goal, they have a vision, they have a dream, and they go out every day and they try to get it. And if they don't get it and they fail, they get back up and they keep doing it. Because if you fail, if you learn one thing from failing, you're not failing, you're learning. And if you're learning every day, you'll eventually get your success. Like you told me that thing, success or luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah, and preparation, it's, preparation plus time equals opportunity. Well, I stole it and I turned it into luck equals <laughs> preparation meets opportunity. So preparation each means lettuce. Lettuce? Preparation H means lettuce? Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah, I think that's, you didn't tell me that. That's the hashtag. <laughs> that's the hashtag. <laughs> well, that, I took that in and I was like, I'd rather be... Overly pre- prepared for an opportunity and not have one, then have an opportunity and not be prepared. So every day I try to better myself. I have my goals written down. I have a vision board of exactly what I want out of my life uh, in long term, short term, like short term, just being a year. You know, like this year, it's just get new headshots, take an acting class, do stand up two, three times a week, do 10, 20 minutes of like get 10, 20 minutes of but how comedy. Do you, how do you keep regular day to day life interrupting that's, the plan? That's time management. That's all it is. Anybody who says you can't do anything, your your days too long is bullshit. There's there's reasons why guys who run these Fortune 500 companies, these CEOs who work 18, 19 hours a day at their office and then are able to go to a meeting and then able to go do a one hour spoken presentation for another extra $500,000 just because yeah. people listen to gravy. It. It's just time management. You know, when you think like, say I ha- if, if you have like a two hour project or something, you're like, oh my God, I can't do that two hours today. So I'll put it off to the next day. I'll put it off to the next day. And then next thing you know, your deadline is the next day and you're completely screwed because you have to devote two hours to it. But if you just do chip away at it, 20 minutes a day, it's hard to take because I've, it's very difficult to kind of dissect a problem and break it down to smaller uh, digestible pieces of the thing. Because you look at something and it just piles up, piles up, piles up. But it's hard to be conscious of, uh, of taking the chips away and breaking it down so mm-hmm. it's a little more digestible. Um, Tony Robbins helped me out a lot with that. You know, I just I'd, uh, downloaded the stuff off the internet and then I just listened to it while I did cardio. And it, he makes a lot of sense. And that a lot of the stuff I just said was basically him, like just breaking down your day. All right, what do you want? Like he has this OPA, outcome, purpose, action. So outcome, what do you want? I want to be a comedian. Purpose, why do you want it? Well, I want to do it because it makes me happy and I like enjoy making people laugh and maybe I'll get some money. All right, actions. What are your actions taken to get to your outcome? So I got to do stand-up every day. I got to write every day. I got to do this every day. I got to do that every day. And then after three months, you, re- you evaluate it. You're like, okay, well, am I going towards the goal if it's not working? 
change your actions up. Maybe I'm not doing the right thing. Yeah, oh. approach. Yeah, people, people always make the same complaints. Go, what are you doing different to approach the problem? No, I'm just going to do this and this. Well, you're just banging your head against a yeah. closed door. Yeah, it's That's the stupidest thing. If it's not working, step back and change it. Yeah. You know, people say, uh, oh, I remember my, my dad used to say that to me because I didn't really grow up in the most positive environment. You know, I went and took tool and die making just to get out of this. Like, don't get me wrong, my family rules. I love my family. They're, you know, but I told them I wanted to be an actor. Like, oh, no, you can't. Like, when uh, I quit my garbage yeah. man job, I quit two weeks in advance and told my mom because I knew she'd lose her mind. And she left a message on my machine. I wish I still had it to this day because it was like, Jeffrey, you go back to that garbage man job <laughs> and you beg for that job back. You're 27 years old. Grow up. Like it's time for you to grow up and quit playing oh, these yeah. games. And I never lived until I was 27 years old. I was just, you know, taking the courses for fire and stuff. But I never actually... I always had this dream of I wanted to work in TV. I wanted to be do comedy and stuff. But I never just jumped like right into the pool until I was 27 and I, right yeah, then like my we, whole life changed when we saw Martin O'Brien in the uh, thing today he just quit his job he's yeah. doing fuck comedy and we were like yeah yes that's good. that's the best good for Be, you every day you're doing something you love to do but my mom she was she said, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Go back to the garbage. And then within a year, I was making a full-time living, more money than I ever did at any of these garbage jobs. And she was calling me asking for autographs for the neighborhood kids. You, you know? And my, my dad, it took me nine years to get on a fire department, which I love. It's my favorite job in the world. But after seven or eight years of applying three or four cities a year, it gets pr you get pretty down. But I knew if I just kept going and I didn't quit, eventually I would get on. You know, eventually it will happen. But my dad, he's like, Jeffrey, you're getting old. You're 32 now. You're not going to get on. Uh, maybe it's time. They you say I know that's what I and I couldn't believe. It. I'm like, this is your, this is my family. This yeah, is like yeah. somebody I should like call and cry like, God, please motivate me. But they're like, no, no, give it up. My dad bought me a firefighter helmet for Christmas three years ago and said, this will be the closest you'll ever get to being a no. fireman. And, gave, and I just, I almost wanted to cry. I just looked at my, my girlfriend at the time and I was like, I just shook my head because I had told her how like negative they are to my dreams. And she shook it like, she shook her head too. And I was just like, damn, I, uh, I just wish you would believe in me. But, and then, sorry, excuse me one thing. Once I got on and once I got like, once I got making a living acting and once I got on fire too, my dad and mom were like, oh, we knew you could do it all along. You know, it's all those naysayers who say you can't do it, but once you get on, they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we know. We knew you could yeah, do it. It's yeah. like, fuck you. Hanger on, you know. It, it, there's, until you, you, you see, they, people want to see the fruits of your labor first, and then they want to get into the market. You know what yeah. I mean? There's like, where are you when I What's, was digging ditches? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm, I love my parents. It's just they I, weren't very. I ran into similar, but they, my, they my family up. is very working class people. And to get into show business, what are you insane? That's the thing. How much money is that going to pay you? Well, they're, they're it's just not, not about money. No, it, it's it, about doing what you love. Oh, you're not. That's that's not going to go anywhere. And blah blah. And then I started getting on television. Yeah. Where they were, my, I think the Gemini Award was the kind of turning point for them. They were kind of like bona fide. Uh, okay, I did some television, but now I've kind of been awarded for it. But there was not a not a lot of people. You know, no. I didn't tell too many people. I was I started in Vancouver, so it was, I moved on the other side of the country because I knew the environment that I was in wouldn't help uh, progress you yeah, in the right direction. Yeah, there'd be nothing, and I would have quit. I would have quit. Yeah, but fuck it. It's been eighteen years, and I I won. 
Yeah, exactly. I find surrounding yourself with positive people helps too. You don't want negative people. Any type of toxic, negative person in your life who doesn't believe in you or just walks around, you know those people. You, they walk uh, I just this day sucks. Oh, it's cold. Blah, blah, blah. It's like- This guy's an asshole. Yeah, He's got this. I exactly. don't have this. Wah, wah, wah. You know, just uh, we, we eliminate will, We all from know them. those people. Oh, exactly. They're cancer. You, you don't want them around. I'm telling you, you don't she want them around. Family or other, fucking fire those people as yep. a fucking person. Oh, I'm telling you, it, once I started living my dreams and doing what I wanted to do, and I only do what I love to do now. Like my buddies will ask me, hey, you want to get 40, 50 bucks an hour and come help me do contracting? Like, no. They're like, what do you mean? All you got to do is like just knock down a wall. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't love to do it. Don't get me wrong. It's not, I appreciate the money, yeah, but yeah. I, do, I don't want it. You know, and I'm not rich. I, I By no means do I have a lot of money, but... By all means, I don't want to do something. I don't want to do well, it. you get some uh, lime in your eye, and then you miss five auditions. That's because you, you smash your thumb with a hammer. Or, or I just don't want to do yeah, it. You know, yeah. the time no. you have on this earth, people don't realize it's precious. You have a small, finite amount of time to do what you love to do. And yeah. this Les Brown, this motivational speaker I listen to a lot of on the internet, he says the wealthiest place in the world is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard is where all the dreams and all the ideas that nobody actually ever went and tried to do died with these people. You know, I don't want to be that person no. on my deathbed and all my dreams, like my, my stand-up dream and my actor dream and my motivational speaker dream and my screenplay dream are all standing around my deathbed and be like, why didn't you do something? Why didn't you do something? Why didn't you listen to me? I gave you all these ideas. Like, but you just, now you're sitting there, you're going to die in five fucking minutes and I'm a fucking, I'm waiting. And they're all just, poo, poo, yeah, poo, yeah. dropping away. Oh yeah. I don't want that. I, I people, I, maybe my approach to other people's bullshit is insensitive at times. But when people start getting into their ideas and not interested in how they're going to execute them, mm -hmm. I don't want, I'm just telling them to shut up. I don't want to fucking hear it. Yeah. I don't waste my time by your lack of motivation and focus. I don't, just because you say it out loud doesn't mean it fucking happen. Sometimes, Initiate those actions. Sometimes those people who have those ideas just need someone positive around them to say, hey, go do it because they've been but, in the environment. But that is very slippery soap because you could spend a lot of your time oh, yeah, dragging I, yeah, these yeah, fucking oh. legless cunts along to the <laughs> fan going, hey, man, you're a genius, but just pull me along a little longer. Well, there's a lot you of, do the work. Yeah, no, you can't have that. You, you got to have people who are at least working towards their dreams. That's uh, Earl Nightingale. He's, uh, he's one of the first people who ever did a motivational album. And it's called The Strangest Secret. And he has a 30-day challenge at the end of this. It, it's on YouTube now. And it's, it's unbelievable. It almost looks and sounds like one of those, you know those videos you'd watch in high school, like those old 1950s, 60s? Yeah. This was the Ford plant, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It, this guy, he, he bangs it on. He's like, do you ever wonder why some people are successful and other people's aren't? Uh, do you ever wonder why some people live their dreams with happiness and other people just go through life miserable and angry? And he breaks life down of if you wanna be successful and you wanna be happy, do this, 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 and this. Oh yeah, it's not a new format. No, it's this format's been going on, and he <laughs> said like, like way back when, like 1700s, like the the successful people from even like the how the, the secret came out, and they said this has been going on for centuries, and it has. That's all it is. This it really is. Just do what you love to do. Have a vision. Have a goal, and do it, and you will be happy. You will yeah. find happiness. I'm so telling many you. People are afraid of failure. Oh, that's and getting laughed at and made fun of for, for falling. Yeah, don't worry it's about it. It's hard to get over that. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, once you care, like I, I was so shy and, and meek as in high school and stuff. 
And then I got to a point where like, just give, don't give fuck this. Yeah. Once you quit caring about what other people think and just do what you love to do, because you're on this earth to impress nobody but yourself. At the end of the day, if you just try it, go out and try to impress yourself, you win. That's all you got to do. Do what you love. Oh, yeah. Eat right. <laughs> you know, if you're eating shit, it's yeah, going to... Take care of your, your body and your mind. Yeah. Because it's all going to go to shit. Like we saw, how many fucked up old people did we see today? Oh, my God. Just... But it, that's all. Look, that's, that lady on the bus. What was she going on about? Oh, was that your ex? <laughs> we were talking about old TV Ontario television shows, kid shows that we grew up watching. Read along, the Great Space Coaster, Cucumber, and then oh, this yeah, lady cucumber. out of the blue. Woman been raped in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. She wow, said, I don't think that's a kid show name. <laughs> and the poor girl sitting across from her just breaks out laughing, like, "Oh my god!" She had that post-war stare. She's been oh. riding that streetcar for about four years straight and doesn't even hear the crazy anymore. Oh, that yeah, that she, poor. We did get a giggle at her. She, we did get, we did break character on her for a little bit. Yeah, she gets on. She's but she like, wasn't being snooty. She was no, just no, like, was, she, "I'm, I'm not even here. I'm yeah. already in my bed. I work on my husband's finger in my ass." Wow, we're not gonna go there. <laughs> She's probably got a nice husband who fingers her asshole. Why do you have to go there? We're I'm having... not going there. I just she just looks like that kind of like that kind of girl. Okay, well I'm not gonna go there. Well, you gotta clean it up. <laughs> I'm I'm here to clean it up. Mm. I like these slush puppy Aren't vodka they good? drinks. Vodka me up. Hey, <laughs> you fucking cocksucker! Is that it's bad? A, it's an expensive rug, and Mio don't come out. It's concentrated like. Food coloring. Well, you should get a bucket then. Jesus. Uh, another successful slush. person I follow, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, have you ever heard of Six Rules to Success? No. Did you do that with... Great YouTube video. If you go on uh, YouTube and listen to that, unbelievable. And he's got six points. Trust yourself. That's number one. Trust yourself no matter what anyone else thinks. Uh, break the rules. Well-behaved people rarely make history. Arnold talks about breaking uh, the rules and how he broke into Hollywood and becoming successful. So don't be afraid to break some of the rules. Like, don't break the law, but break some of the rules. That's, I've built a career on that. Absolutely. Uh, number three, what we were talking about, don't be afraid to fail. If you're afraid, you'll never try. And if you never try, you won't succeed. And number four, we were talking about ignore the, na the naysayers. You know, don't pay attention to the naysayer. People will say it can't be done. People will give you a hundred reasons why it can't be done. Don't take no for an answer. Five, we're also talking about work your butt off. You know, uh, you never want to fail because you didn't work hard enough. Don't leave any stone unturned. And number six, give something back. Once you, once you get to, even if you haven't got to your success, just start giving. You know, just be kind and generous. And I'm, I I always do that. I just buy random acts of kindness. Like uh, guys at the fire hall, here's jerseys for everyone. Mind you, they're knockoff Chinese jerseys, but everybody gets a, a, a jersey. And they're like, what is this for? I'm like, I'm paying it forward. I'm giving you, everybody gets a jersey. You just have to be kind to one person tomorrow. Doesn't matter who it is, a perfect, a random stranger. Buy a person a cup of coffee behind you in, in line. Go give a bum 10 bucks. Go, see, if you see a kid and he can't afford yeah, a hockey and, and the best time to do is when you're by yourself. Yeah. I'm, well, <laughs> no. no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, I, I do things on, you know, a, a, a level to nice gestures to strangers and stuff. Yeah. And they, they're always shocked. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely. And uh, especially me. I, and my appearance can be a little off. They wouldn't expect it from me, so it actually makes me feel even better. <clears throat> yeah, I, I could see. I thought you were you're being rude there, but I no. If you're, so many, I remember picking up babies' uh, carriages and stuff upstairs, 
Oh yeah, and the lady's just kind of confused the whole time, and I'm oh, like, don't I'm take looking, my baby, don't take my baby, don't take my baby, don't take my baby. She's having a full-on panic attack. She's frozen. She can't talk. She thinks the devil's literally picking up her child. Malachi, you have your gold grill in. You're smiling. You, you look like Joe Pesci on Home Alone with the like the the tooth. <laughs> Do you want to refill in the drink? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Can you put some vodka in it this time? <laughs> so what's uh what's the plan you moved into uh in the village in toronto moved into liberty village what's, uh, what's that like what I, kind of clientele i see a lot of dog shit around here there is a lot of dog shit you know what i mean <laughs> like for you, they're all young professionals <laughs> and everybody has jobs and all the riffraffs out and there's no degenerates but God, people, pick up your dog shit. Yeah, there's like they just—I see them walking out the door, like in the lobby, with their dog. Never any dog bags for their poop. And you, you're walking in. It's like it's Argentina. You ever go to Argentina? Buenos Aires, dog shit everywhere. They don't get up till like three in the but afternoon. They're not pets. They're just free range dog, wild dogs. They just shit. Everywhere. Just wild, yeah. Just random dog. This is these are pets, and I've stepped in shit. You know what's a fucked up thing? There's so much shit in Liberty Village that someone stepped in shit and then put it on the leg press at the Good Life. So I went, <laughs> I swear to God, I went in, I sat in the leg press, I look, I'm like, there's fucking dog shit on the leg press. And the, I know it was just some guy who was like, oh no. So now, dude, how, how do you get dog shit on the leg press? That's fucking retarded. Well, yeah, because you carry it into the gym. Yeah, you're gonna, with your everyone's going to smell it. Exactly. You got dog shit on your shoe. You go to the you go to the gym. You don't have gym shoes because they're your outdoor slash indoor gym shoes. And then everything you touch, guys, doing calf raises, sprinkling a little dog shit. Guy <laughs> use fucking leg That's press. That's probably, you've done some pretty bad things in the gym, though. When I was younger, I did some awful things. <laughs> like, why? What, what, what? I remember one time. You've been going to the gym for, what, 30 years? I'm 35 now. I started when I was 15. So 20 years I've been going to a gym. Wow. Yeah. I've been to like 25, 30 different gyms across like Ontario. I'm proud of like I've trained it. No, not that. Yeah, yeah, I say that. The Y in Sault Ste. Marie, Bryce Lordy and Aaron Rizzo. They you say the names a little louder, a little clearer. Bryce Lordy and Aaron Rizzo. They were my high school friends growing up with. You met Bryce. I'll see them in a few weeks. Yes. Uh, well, Aaron passed away, unfortunately, but Bryce, you will be seeing in a couple of weeks. And we used to go to the Y. And I remember one time I was showering and uh, Bryce, Bryce and Aaron, what they did, they're like, they used to bully me, by the way. I was bullied by these two guys and they were my buddies. Uh, Boom, you could hang out with us if, uh, you know, uh, we, you know, we just, we'll do some fucking things. They used to hold me down and they'd rub their assholes up and down my face. I swear to God, and I, that's why I started working out. They're like, well, why don't you come in line and start working out and then you could like push us off your, so we won't rub our assholes up on your hip. And so I was like, that was motivation to work out. You know, goal number one, work out so these assholes don't rub their assholes on my face. So anyways, we're at the shower and we're, we're, we're at the Y and we're showering after the gym. And uh, Bryce and Aaron both pee in their hands and fill up a reservoir full of piss. And then look at me and throw the piss in my face. And I'm like, come on. And so what I did is I shit. They don't know this. Well, they do now. But I I shit in my hand. (laughs) And they're like, you fucking kidding me. You're fucking kidding me. So I just look at them and I have a a handful of shit. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. And Bryce's like, I will fucking knock you out. I will knock you out. And it was almost like carry. Like that we watched today. But there was no telekinetic powers. I just threw shit against the wall. And the shit exploded. Like it was a clean white tile wall and there was, it was shit everywhere. It looked like a sidewalk in Liberty Village. It was just 
<laughs> like coated in shit. Bryce just, he instantly puked because a little shit splatter landed on his arm. He's like, yeah! <laughs> I'm dying yeah. laughing. I, you put poo on my phone and then I, my mom called and then I had to pick up my phone. I smelled the poo and I threw up on the floor. I, I remember that. I think I remember that. I've done a lot. There's of been a lot of piss and puke. You know what? I think poop and pee is just the funniest thing. Like I, I love it. I've thrown my feces at people probably half a dozen times in my life, and every time was funnier than the last. It is quite funny. It is a really uh, a separation between teams. That's for sure. <laughs> Most normal people, by ninety nine percent of the population, I mean like normal people, when. When they see shit, they're just like, oh, my God. Like when uh, Dan Dunn, you know, yeah, when he came brownies. over. We had a thing that night where we're like, okay. That's like the last time you, you yeah, saw him. Pretty much. Well, we'll tell both these poop things. Like, uh, one, <laughs> Dan Dunn came over, and uh, we had this pat. We're like, all right, this is what's going to happen. You're going to say, I'm going to say, go make the instant brownies. Would anybody like some brownies? Boomer, why don't you make some instant brownies? And then I'll go shit and like. Yeah, you want brownies? Yeah. The brownies. And I'll go shit on the floor in the kitchen. And so we do it. We're all sitting there. He was all happy oh, too. He was like, "Look, I'm on some brownies yeah, right yeah, now." <laughs> so we go there, and I, uh, you say the brownies. You want to make some brownies, bro? I'm like, "Yeah, I'd love to." I go in the kitchen, <laughs> and I just start laying a coiler on the floor. And Dan's like, "Mama, what are you doing?" No, it was in a Tupperware container. Oh, it was like a brownie box. Yes, yes, it was. And you, it was the way you were perched on the edge of the futon like this and laughing and shitting. It's hard to laugh and poo at the same time because there's so many muscles, eh, that you're trying to work and use. It's like, oh my God. Your focus is all over the place. Oh, good fucking time that was. And then we chased him around with the, the, the apartment with no, little, left. little poop on the hockey I've stick. Since. Do you remember the time when uh, Dave Mirage and I, we pooped in a little mini mason jar Actually, oh, is Dave? Dave? Oh, yeah, you'll see him tonight. Dave actually pooped in the, in the, the toilet, and then I scooped up his shit with a, a yellow glove, yellow dish glove, oh, yeah. and put it in the mason jar, and then we put it in your backpack because you're going through the border to Europe the next day. And then I got hilarious. I got this message because the customs officers know my uh, friends as real jokers with shit in my carry on. I didn't think, so. I didn't think about that because that's like biohazard. Like that's yeah, yeah, it's bad it's shit. shit. Yeah, it's jar. yeah, like it's bad shit. So fucking, I remember you called me up and you're like, Phyllis, you won't believe what happened. I was going through my bag, packing it neatly like I always do when I go to Europe because I know I'm going to be going through customs. And I, you won't believe what I found, Phillips. Well, whatever it was, I went crazy. <laughs> I went so crazy. I don't know what happened. I just don't know what happened. And then you hung up. That's exactly what you said. You hung up. And then fucking, uh, I remember like a week later, every time the heat would go on in the house, it would just reek of <laughs> shit. And I'm just like, why does it always smell when the heat goes on in the house? And a month after that, I looked in the heat compartment where the, fur the furnace vent. Three months. Yeah. Away, I do it almost, almost Well, by that months. time, the shit had created a mold over, so it didn't matter when the heat came on because there was a mold oh, on the shit. But it for, was right beside oh, your bed. No, it, you put it, yeah, you put it in the heat duct. So every time the heat went on yeah. with the furnace, it would spread shit. Across yeah. the whole house, and it just because they would have thrown me in jail for that. Poo in the bag. That was good times. I was fun with shit. You know, it was a good night tonight. I'm gonna. Uh, I think it's time we uh, pack it in. I don't know about you. And what do you got coming up? You're you doing your your back? Not uh, I started doing stand up again. You're doing stand up you know, again. I'm, I'm so do you have a website or where can people reach you? Have a website fan page? is coming up. I got a Facebook uh, fan page, the Boomer Phillips. 
because uh, some other kid in Texas has the regular one. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, that's all Boomer underscore Phillips. Uh, website's coming up, boomerphillips.com. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, thanks for coming by my house and shooting it. Fantastic. Suck a dick. Don't kiss me on the mouth. Don't ask if you're hurting me. And if you hear the safe word, stop what you're doing immediately. Do you have pantyhose?